This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. This is your second big fight preview episode of the week. And this episode is for the undisputed world lightweight crown as Devin Haney defends his titles against Vasyl Lomachenko, who is looking to cement his place in history once more by dethroning the younger man who's 29 and 0, who's never tasted defeat, never tasted that level of adversity. But Lomachenko is here and he is trying to stop him in his tracks. An absolutely fantastic fight to tune into. For us in the UK, it's the early hours of Sunday morning. For you in the US, it's in the evening on the 20th of May. We're very excited for this fight. We've talked about the lightweight division and how hotbed it is at the moment for talented fighters. This fight is certainly going to tell us a lot about Devin Haney and also tell us what Lomachenko has left. It is, um, and it's, uh, it's it's a great fight. It really is. Uh, you got the young, undisputed champion. I think he's the youngest ever undisputed champion in the four weight belt uh, since four since the four belts. Sorry, uh, and then you got Lomachenko, the Matrix at thirty five, ten years older, eleven years older, um, and uh, you know dominated the sport for the best part of what two years I'd say uh, my Adam is my pound for pound number one until he takes a defeat against uh, Teofimo Lopez there's there's a bit of animosity, animosity between them I think more Haney, in Haney's side Haney was calling out this fight four years ago apparently and Lomachenko wouldn't give him the opportunity and he was sort of saying you know because of that he dislikes him for that you know four years ago Haney had no right to be fighting Lomachenko you know I don't think he had anywhere near had got himself into a position where he should be fighting Lomachenko. Um, and um, so he's had to bide his time. And he's done that. He's won. He's become the undisputed lightweight champion of the world by dethroning Cambos' and then defending him. So it's a great fight. The styles are there. You've got a, different, you've got a battle of religions there as well. You've got one that's uh, Christian or Catholic. I think he's Christian. And you've got Haney, who's Muslim. You got. I hate to go down that line. But, you know, if it's Don King, he'd certainly be pushing that. And then you got like, the Southpaw against the Orthodox fighter. And it, look, there's so much about the fight that's great. The old boy against the young boy, the youth. 
against experience. Um, it's got it all, mate. It really has got it all. It's an exciting fight, and we're very much looking forward to it. We've obviously covered Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron for our other big fight preview episode. For us, that's in the evening on the Saturday night. This is the early hours of Sunday morning. So you go from one huge fight to the next huge fight. And it really is a huge fight. This is a fight that every cliche that you've just listed off there, Johnson, it certainly, it certainly tells us what this fight is all about. Now, Let's look at the recent careers of both of these men before we go into more of a breakdown of how we think this fight's actually going to play out. So as you rightly pointed out with Devin Hayner, you know, this guy has been on an upward trajectory for quite some time. And I think for me, it really started to take a, an even bigger rise, probably around sort of 2018. I think 2018 was when I, I really started to feel like you know, everything that they're saying about Devin Haney is starting to come true. You know, when he beat Mason Menard, I think that was when I started to think, right, okay, I'm going to keep more of a close eye on this guy because he really is starting to progress throughout the ranks. Fast forward then, another couple of years, get to 2020, he beats Eucorus Gamboa, Jorge Linares, Joseph Diaz, and then obviously goes in and fights George Cambosis Jr., who had then dethroned Tiafimo Lopez of all the other belts, and then we get this great fight where you're starting to think, well, has Devin Haney got enough? Can he, has he had enough fights in his career? Has he got enough on his resume? He's got enough experience. He's going over to Australia. We were very concerned about both of the fights with Ken Bosis that he might actually get shafted on the judges' scorecard. But actually, the judges in both of them fights actually did him right because both of them in the fights were, were great. I thought the scorecards were pretty accurate for a change which is, is 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 great really because when we can talk about it in a positive light it's nice to be able to say that the judges have actually got it right I, and he did i mean jay devin haney absolutely used all his skills and ability and he made cambosis at times look pretty average and then you think to yourself how the bloody hell did cambosis beat lopez and then you start to go back through the sort of last two years and think ah well look at lopez outside of the ring he's clearly not you know, focus, there's stuff going on, he's having mental health issues, there's all this other stuff. So then you think, right, this is the same Tiafimo Lopez that dethroned Vasilovichenko. So it's it's a big full circle moment, really, for this fight, because now you've got Heine, who's at the top of the mountain with all the titles, and then you've got Lomachenko, who, of course, we've been watching with interest for the last eight years, and now he's coming towards, arguably, the back end of his career, and since he's lost to Tiafimo in 2020, you know, he's come back and he's been Nakatani, he's been Richard Comney, he's been Jermaine Ortiz in his last fight, and he's come back and he's shown us that there is still a lot left in him at 35 years of age, that he's got enough tricks up his sleeve to cause problems that Haney hasn't had to deal with yet, arguably hasn't had to deal with yet. But this is a fight where we're going to get to see whether or not Devin Haney is really the next generation of fantastic fighter in the lightweight division because he has to beat Lomachenko to prove that he is everything that everybody says he is. Lomachenko, I think, has probably got more expectation on him than maybe Haney has. I don't know if that's a, a weird way of putting it. Like, I feel like Lomachenko's the one with the expectation on him rather than Haney, even though Haney's the champion. Haney's got to prove something here but I think the expectations on Lomachenko because 
he's the one with this incredible amateur career. He's the one with really a very well accomplished professional career. And like you said, for a couple of years, untouchable, absolutely untouchable. So for me, I think the pressure is more on Lomachenko to perform than it is on Haney. If Haney was to lose this fight against Lomachenko, he is at a point of his career where he's so young at 24 that this loss wouldn't dampen his career whatsoever at all. He could come back and still fight for another eight, nine years at his peak. Lomachenko, however, has to win. He has to win this fight, Johnson. If he doesn't win this fight, there's nowhere to go. For me, there's nowhere for him to go. What does he do? Does he move up to the super lightweight division? Because that's the only other feasible thing he could do at this point. But I think the pressure's on Lomachenko as opposed to Haney. I think the pressure is on himself because you're right. He, you know, this is pretty much the be-all and end-all. He, he said himself that he, um, before that Lopez fight, he felt that he was a bit cocky. He was a bit cocksure of himself and he had a bit of an ego. And he said, you might not have seen it on the outside, but it was there. And uh, he took that defeat for him to realise that actually, do you know what? You need to go back to basics. You've seen it with a number of fighters throughout all the years when we've done our career profiles, those top-notch fighters, whether it be like Muhammad Ali when he took his eye off the ball against against Norton, for instance. You know, there are times when these fighters have moments in their careers where you just feel like you're going to beat everyone without actually needing to train as much and work as hard as potentially you think you do. And um, and I think that there was a bit of an element of that with Loma, and I sort of think, okay, I, I can get that. Um, and he's gone back, he's reflected, and and he had you got to remember as well, he had an opportunity, Lomachenko, to fight Cambosas Junior before Devin Haney. Uh, the reason why he didn't take that fight was because he obviously what was happening in Ukraine, and he decided to go and fight for his country, and he refused to take that fight, and that is a big moment in his career because I do believe that Lomachenko would have beaten Cambosas Junior even in Australia. And I think he would he would be the one in a position where he's holding all the titles. And it'd be Devin Haney we'd be talking about, is he the youngster coming through? The way it's flipped is Devin Haney's gone and beat Cambosis Jr. In no disrespect, you know, Cambosis is always a guy that I think is suited for his style. But he done it in Australia. And he didn't do it just once, only twice. So, you know, the, guy, the, the kid's got guts, determination. He wants to be the best. You know, he, he, he's, he's a, he, he belief is um, to be a Muslim. And, uh, you know, although I'm not a religious person, I do think that when you, when you look at it and, and and the religion itself, it strips you down to your bare bones, you know, in terms of having to to give a lot to other people. And it, I think Ramadan sort of hit in for this fight and he's decided to not get involved with the not eating part of it because it's such a big fight for him. So he's, he's, he's going down to sort of um, handing out money uh, or handing out food, I should say. Dan in skin row, um, um, just just to give something back because he can't sort of not eat himself. He has to eat because he needs to keep himself in shape. So he's determined. He wants to be. The point I'm trying to make here is that for me, he wants to be go down as a man in history. He's not necessarily looking at the money aspect of it. The money's nice, but I do think that there's something about there's a mindset with Haney where he wants to become a great. He doesn't just want it be in it for the money where a lot of fighters are. And I think that's a great thing from what I've seen and witnessed from him. Uh, the Lomachenko, though, this, this is his last to Rachel. So that's a dangerous fight. We, we see it. I mean, only the one fight I can think recently is when Kalitsko took on Anthony Joshua. And look at the performance he put in that night. He almost beat him uh, because he put one of the best performances he, I think he put in, although he lost. 
But that's the sort of thing Lomachenko's going to have to do. He's been stripped down to the basics. Going back to the basics. Just that. Still doing that. They're those crazy techniques with the coins. A bit like, like what Usyk does about coordination. Being in the ring and just touching. Doing the touching exercises. Not necessarily hitting. He's going back to that scientific style. And you're only as good as your last fight. Jermaine Ortiz, my I add as well. Did give Lomachenko some problems that night, actually. And it was he allowed Ortiz to take the early exchanges, a bit like what he'd done against Lopez. But the one thing I found out looking more into his fight is that Ortiz was a sparring partner for Lomachenko for a long time. So he understood what Lomachenko was going to bring in the ring that night. And Ortiz is a good fighter in this division. He should not be underrated in any way. I think it is, it's so hard, Sean, because my I'm saying 60-40 for Haney. But then I think... If Lomachenko can get anywhere near a level of performance that like you say you put on against Luke Campbell, I think Haney's in for a tough night. It's going to be a really tough fight to call. It's a tough fight to call because you can't write Lomachenko off in this fight whatsoever. But then you know what Haney's brought to the table so far. The questions that are needed to be answered is, is whether Haney can deal with the style, whether he can adapt to that style, whether he can overcome any type of adversity in the fight to be able to do that now obviously he has also got an accomplished amateur career as well so both of them have got that that style and that background that i think it's going to be like a, a bit of a game of chess in this fight i don't expect yeah. it to be exciting i don't expect it to be exciting in the a sense where they're going to go toe to toe it isn't going to be that it's going to be a scientific affair it's going to be two guys very technically gifted at what they do and being able to work each other out and one of them finding a way to overcome the other one. I, I don't think this is... This isn't a fan... Uh, a, a fight for the casual fan. That's what I'm going to say. Like, if you're just looking for a fight that two people are going to throw the kitchen sink at each other, this isn't it. But what you probably will get in this fight is the art form of the sport of boxing. You'll get the art form because you'll get to see fighters trying to hit and not be hit, trying to get in and get out without being touched. This, this is what we're going to see. We're going to see a very technical affair. So it is exciting because the names that are in this fight and the magnitude of it, but if you're looking for a toe-to-toe -to -toe war, I honestly yeah, don't, exactly. I, I don't... I don't. I ain't going to see it in this fight. I think it's going to be very technical. It's going to have its moments. It's going to have its quiet moments. It's going to have moments where they're trying to figure each other out. They're trying to throw... They're throwing feints in there and there's all these different types of footwork movements and I, I just think it's going to be that time kind of a fight. But if you like that art of the sport, you are going to enjoy it for what it is. You're going to be able to look at the things that these two guys have worked so hard in the gym on to do. It's just that the magnitude of this fight is so huge because the lightweight division is a hotbed for the sport at the moment. As as I've said, like we're looking at the, you know, the guys in this division and we're looking at the people that are around and we're looking at the potential fights in the future, even past this. We're looking past this fight, essentially, and looking at the future of boxing, regardless of what happens in this fight. Even if Haney was to lose the fight, you look at what's going on in this division at the moment, and you've got some absolutely brilliant names. Shakur Stevenson versus Devin Haney, a potential fight. Shakur Stevenson, Javonta Davis, Haney, Javonta Davis. Do you know what I mean? You've still got Cambosis in there. You've got Ryan Garcia. Could he fight again at lightweight? 
Uh, yeah, he could, but I don't think he's going to after he's obviously lost to Davis, but he's still listed down as being in this division. And then you've got Isaac Cruz as well. You know, Isaac Cruz, the former opponent of Javonta Davis. I still think he would give some of these guys a really, really tough fight and a tough night. Then you've got 17-year-old Frank Martin as well coming through. So there's a lot of talented fighters in this lightweight division that we're certainly going to get to see over the next couple of years. And we're certainly going to see some some big, big fights but for this really is about youth versus experience, like you said at the start of the show. It is really going to tell us whether the experience that has been amassed by Devin Haney is going to be enough to overcome the experience from Vasyl Lomachenko. And it's exciting. And I suppose it's a good time now to really caveat into the moment where we talk about how this fight could be won from either side. So what does Devin Haney have to do to beat Lomachenko Johnston? Well, I, was, I did watch back the Lopez-Lemonchenko uh, fight. I watched the Lemonchenko-Campbell fight. I watched the uh, Cambosis fights and Haney fights back again sort of over the last few days. And, um, you know, when you look at Lemonchenko when he lost the fight to Lopez, he, Lopez hurt him very early in that fight. And um, you could see Lemonchenko sort of be a bit more hesitant in getting in the pocket because Lopez was... He, He's bigger and he was stronger. And Lopez, for me, has more power than Haney. So he was able to ask those questions and sort of stand in the centre of the ring. And then even when he was pushed back, he was countering well. Lopez had a great night that night. And Lamanchenko, I think the size... One thing we always said about Lamanchenko is the size is always going to beat him and not necessarily the people within the weight division. And I sort of felt that. Although he's fought the lightweight division for quite a while now, I still don't necessarily... In turn, he's a small lightweight. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. When you look how big these guys, I mean, you look at the size of Haney when he stepped in the ring against Lamanchenko after he had beaten Ortiz. Just it's, the the size difference is vast. It's incredible. And for me, Haney will not be in this. I think this could be the last time you see him fight in the lightweight division. I think he moves up after this, and he'll be looking at Taylor Lopez, the winner of that. I honestly think that's that's going to be his route. Lamanchenko, this is. This is, this is his limit. I can't see him going in higher. And he even said himself, I would not drop down to super featherweight because he, after losing to Lopez, because he said, that's almost like me, uh, just giving up. So that's why he's come back, decided to fight Comley, decided to fight Nakatani, and then obviously have the Ortiz fight in preparation for this Haney fight. L- L- Lomachenko has to get on the inside, Sean. And he has to pivot, use his angles, He's got to start the way he fought against Luke Campbell. He fought quick. He started off pretty much off the blocks against Luke Campbell. And Luke Campbell's a big guy for the weight. And he outclassed Luke. And Luke isn't Haney. Don't get me wrong. But Luke on his day had a good jab, etc. Haney's got a great jab. Haney's got a fantastic jab. He's got great distances. We've seen it against Cambosis Jr. And other fights. Linares in moments. Diaz in moments. Diaz being a southpaw as well was tricky for, for Haney. He couldn't keep Linares off of him. And Linares hurt him. I know it was only in, what, 2021. But that's a concern. So that, there's, there's so many elements to this. If 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 Lomachenko does not allow Haney to take a 5-6 round lead, then I will give every opportunity for Lomachenko to come back and take the last six rounds. He could do it. He's got the ability to. Can he do it though, Sean? I don't know because I I do wonder if Haney, with his youth, with his size, he can keep him off with that jab, that piston-like jab. It's a strong jab. It's a it's one of the best jabs in the business at the minute. 
can Lamanchenko do it? If anyone can, Sean, it's Lamanchenko. But I just don't know what version we're going to see of him. I hope we see the version that we see against Luke Campbell and before that. The version where he doesn't, he takes gambles, he takes risks, and he gets close enough, and he's in the pocket, and you still can't hit him. I want to see that performance. If he produces that, Haney's in for a world of trouble. But I just think he gives too many rounds away too early. And that's where I sort of side with Haney. I think Haney's youth, his size, just it would just get him through, get him past the line because he'll have too much of a lead going into the second half of the fight. But um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I like them both, but I am a, I'm a Lomachenko fan. It's difficult for me to not go, to go against him because my heart wants him to win. I can understand that, but you've given a really good assessment of, of both sides of the fight, really, on the fighters and how they could potentially win this fight and what they'd need to do to win this fight. So I won't add too much more to that because... The thing is, now, it's down to them to, to go in the ring and, and, and show us both what they have got and what they are about to deliver in that ring on Saturday night, early hours of Sunday. And I'm excited for that because I'm excited to see whether Haney has got enough in his locker to to beat Lomachenko and to basically put him in his place and say, do you know what, you were once the great of this division, but now you are no longer that, and I am. And to see that, that, that sort of transition, passing of the torch moment, would be very interesting and very exciting for what lies ahead in the future. But then, like you say, a part of you wants to see a phenomenal performance from Lomachenko. He wants to see the 35-year-old who has done so much already in his professional career, has overcome some adverse moments, and yet has dominated the sport for the large parts of his professional career. So, you know, it is a hard one to call. If you're looking at who has got an advantage going into it, I'd say Haney's got the advantage. He's got the momentum anyway, that's for sure. He's got the momentum. He's definitely got the confidence. And he has got the natural size advantage over Lomachenko. But Lomachenko can use his size to his advantage. And like you said, if he gets on the inside, causes problems for Haney, allows Haney not to work, then even if Lomachenko's only landing stuff on the gloves and the arms that's still scoring. It's still going to be scored by the judges. So it depends on how quickly, like you said as well, he comes out of the block. So there's a lot of elements to this fight of how it could actually play out. But in terms of how I see it playing out and in terms of who I think is going to win this fight, I think Haney's going to win. I do think Devin Haney's going to have another significant moment in his career where he's going to beat the the man who beats the man kind of moment where you know he like 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 Joshua and Klitschko you made a good comparison earlier like Klitschko came and gave absolutely everything he's probably one of the best performances I've ever seen of Klitschko you know in terms of him being aggressive and not being too much of the old Emmanuel Stewart jab grab and hold it was for me it was it was his best performance I'd seen in that ten years I'm not expecting that type of Lomachenko to come in the ring but if he gives anywhere near what Klitschko gave against Joshua, we're in for an exciting fight. But I think Haney's going to have the Joshua moment where he's going to come through adversity at some point in this fight and he's going to win. And that win will absolutely catapult him into superstardom where people will then look at him as a complete top pound for pounder. 
And then there's the argument of where Haney sits in the pound-for-pound pound list if he beats Lomachenko as well. So yeah. there's another debate to have if that should be the outcome. I'm not writing Lomachenko off at all because I wouldn't be surprised if he he was wily enough to outfox the younger man with his experience. And if he won the fight, that wouldn't surprise me. But I do think Haney wins and I do think Haney's got enough in his locker to beat Lomachenko based on what we've seen recently and based on where Lomachenko's at. I think he's got enough to beat him. I really do. And I think Haney wins this fight. I do think it goes the distance. I do think Haney wins it. And I do think we get to see that defining moment in his career where things then start to even take a more upward trajectory and he becomes more of a superstar in boxing. That's what I see happening. I could be totally wrong and Lomachenko could absolutely stop Haney in his tracks and Haney can come again. But I think he's he's the one that's got everything to lose in this fight. It sounds strange to say it because Haney's the undisputed champion. Haney can come again. He's young enough, way young enough to come again. Lomachenko, I don't think he can. I think this is a moment where if he's going to create any type of history, this is his moment to grab it with both hands. It really is. But, but Haney, 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 Haney wins it for me though, Johnston. Yeah, that, that's a scary that's a scary prospect though, the fact that you're going to have to, you're fighting a guy in Lomachenko that knows he's going to throw him. He's going to put everything on the line for this night. You know he's not. He's not going to be complacent like he was against Lopez. Like he said he was. He was complacent. And and I know the Haney camp are turning around saying he's got an excuse for every fight. Every, he's lost the two fights. He's lost. He's got an excuse for him. And we're going to beat him. We're going to put the final now in his coffin and make sure there's no excuses coming from his camp. And and I do. I, I can see there is an element of. Maybe resting on their laurels a little bit in the Haney camp. The fact that they've fought Cambosis Jr. twice is a great achievement in Australia. But it's not... It, it, like, there's, there's other fighters that could have done that too. Lopez could have done that if things hadn't gone off the rails with him. Honestly, I do. I believe he could have. I think, you know, Davis... There's other fighters that could have done what Haney's done. So, I know Haney's got all the titles, but this is where... This is his real test. Because you're fighting a Lomachenko with nothing to lose. That's dangerous. And I know he's 35, but come on. This guy ain't 35. If you was to do a physical examination on Vasily Lomachenko and you had to guess his age, you'd probably say he's late 20s, early 30s. Like, just touching 30. He's got it. He's got everything to, to gain, really, because of this. He's, that, that, that is dangerous. And that's why I'm so... I, I, I want Lomachenko to win. I'm not going to lie, I do. I want him to win the fight because I want him to put the cat amongst the, the pigeons and I want Haney to have a defeat because of the fact that he has a... You say, Sean, you're right, he's 24. He loses, he comes back. So it's hard for me because my heart just says Lomachenko all day. I can see him doing his pivoting, twisting, turning, causing Haney all sorts of problems. But then I can also see the size element being a huge issue. And, and I think that's always the thing for me. Lomachenko is always going to lose against guys, bigger guys. So I suppose... For me, Haney isn't a great. He's a very good, very good lightweight, and he could become a great. But as a very good, bigger fighter, defeat a great, because Lomachenko is a great. I don't care what anyone says. People just still want to chuck shit at Lomachenko. Not for me. Lomachenko is a great. If he goes and wins this, he is an absolute great. And Dan is a Hall of Famer. I mean, he is already. But this would cement it, and I think that's what makes it dangerous, Sean. But I'm with you. I think Haney... Behind the jab, I'm using my head here. Haney, size, jab, you know, keeps him away. Lamachenko, give him rounds away, probably four or five rounds, potentially. Then he 
he he he brings in all that. You know, when they say he uh, downloads all the data, that's what every, everyone says that about Lamanchenko. It takes him a few rounds to download the data, and then he comes at you. And and I think that will be that will happen at some point, but I don't think I think it's gonna be too late. And he's and it's gonna be like a Lopez fight in a way. But then Haney hasn't got the power that Lopez has, so that's that's my question. That's my burning thing in my head. Lamanchenko may not, he might he may not be able to keep him off of him. I think he will, but there's that's that's the aspect of the fight where I'm doubting Haney. But I do think Haney takes the early exchanges, does enough. Loman come, Loma comes back and then Haney probably nicks the last round, gets in the win he needs. It's going to be closer than many people think. Two rounds in Haney's favour, probably. But, you know, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to be rooting for Loma all night. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's, that's, that's your preference, mate. I've got no... No qualms with that whatsoever. I think it's a great fight. I'm excited for it. Looking forward to see how it pans out. On the rest of the card, we've got Junto Nakatani versus Andrew Maloney for the WBO vacant World Super Flyweight title. We've got Nico Ali Walsh fighting in his ninth professional fight, grandson of Muhammad Ali. Oscar Valdez makes a return to the ring also on this card. 17-0 Raymond Muratala is also fighting on this card against Jeremiah Nakathila, which is another potential show stealer to watch as well on this card. You've got Floyd Diaz, Abdullah Mason, Amari Jones and Emiliano Vargas making up the rest of that card. So that is it for this episode guys that is it for the second big fight preview between Devin Hady and Vasil Lomachenko we're very excited for the fights this weekend it is a big fight weekend I hope you've had a chance to tune into both of these episodes that we've put out this week and we hope you've enjoyed them and if you've got any thoughts and feelings about the predictions that we've made and you want to throw your own predictions and comments in there you can do it at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or on Facebook on Instagram on the YouTube channel or you can do it on TikTok as well please if you see any of the posts going out there just drop a retweet drop a comment drop a like a share whatever you can do to support the podcast we always really really appreciate that support from everybody a final thank you goes out to the patrons of the btr boxing podcast network for also supporting us in different ways we hope you're enjoying all of your patron only content on your exclusive series boxing through the decades we will be releasing our bonus career profiles episode next week the career profile of Muhammad Ali. We are redoing the Muhammad Ali career profile in two parts. Exciting, really, really exciting episode to bring out to you guys in the next week or so. And if you're not a patron and you want to find out what else we do there, please check us out. Patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast. But for now, that is everything from us. We will be back in just over a week. It is the kids' half term here in the UK coming up. So, there will be some time away from the podcast, but we will be back with a big reaction show to not only this weekend's fights, but the following weekend's fights as well. We will cover it off all in one big show in the next week. We will have one more big fight preview coming as well. Akoli and CBS is next weekend, so please tune in for that when that gets released next week. But for now, that is everything. Enjoy the fights over the next weekend or two, and we will be back soon. <laughs>
Social Podcast Network.